0: a large sexual device out of his pants. The Pedophiles! Welcome back yet again. We have uh, no Mitchell today, but we do have uh, this sniffly man, uh, Dylan Scott, and the ghost, uh, my roommate Ben.
1: We got a Dylan Scott with a cold. Yes.
0: Dylan Scott, uh, one of the best Comedians in Toronto, top five, I'd say, maybe top ten. You know, maybe on a shitty day like today, maybe just top ten. But usually top five of Toronto comics. Uh, He's a Native American, gentleman, Isn't that right?
1: Sure, we'll go with that. Why not? You're at least half Native American. No, there's some Native in there, but I don't... There's some? You sure it's not half? No, it's not half.
0: Were you, were you raised on a reservation? No, I wasn't. How do you feel about... Did a lot of people die in the Highway of Tears? A lot of family members?
1: <laughs> I'm sure many deaths occurred. All
0: right. I promise this is the only time I'm going to fuck with you this entire time. Go so, ahead.
2: um... We were talking earlier about, uh... Talking about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we were talking about, uh... That's, this is
0: uh, the roommate, Ben. He's gonna... He's leaving, but if he w- wasn't leaving, he'd be the next Mitchell Elvis.
2: All I- right. I don't know about that.
0: All right. What were we talking about?
2: What were we talking about? Refresh my memory.
0: Talking about flat earth and how you believe uh, we live on a flat earth type hologram. And um, we were talking about your uh, military service and private military companies. And also, what you really want to talk <laughs> about the blue light. Right. Tell the folks about the blue light.
2: So let me address everything from the top. So we uh, we're really ser- really serious about the blue light. Yeah. Um, Tell us about the blue light. I, saw, the light. The f- I saw a blue light. <laughs> um, and it went from left to right in a fraction of a second. Okay, and it was at helicopter altitude. Right. Okay, but it went from left to right. In a fraction of a second of a blink eye. Now, I never told anybody about that. I kept it to myself. And a couple of years after, I spoke to a buddy of mine and whatever, we were drinking, hanging out. Right. And he described what he saw.
0: Buddy from the military? Yeah. yeah, What what was he doing? What was your buddy's... uh job when he saw this fucking uh, thing he was a uh, radar operator or something like that
2: no he was a little bird pilot oh he's a pilot yeah
0: and he saw this while he was out flying that's correct
2: interesting and he described everything word for word well not word for word but helicopter altitude
1: sounds like he has a worse cold than me here
2: (laughs) helicopter altitude blue light little zingers from dylan scott bro (laughs)
0: <laughs> Go ahead, yes, sorry <laughs> to interrupt no, no, no. Fuck oh, you, I'm a smoker No, we're listening Right, so he said the same thing Blue light uh, zipped through the sky Yeah I've seen some weird light phenomenon Both in the sky and in, uh, First time I saw it, I was room.
2: hammered And I was like, eh, it's nothing Yeah But then hearing it from someone else who saw the exact same thing yes. I mean, come on Um Mildly entertaining shit aside.
0: Oh, well. So, you mind giving it back to Dylan Skinwalk? Absolutely.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the blue light, everybody. Yo, Dylan, have you ever had any UFOs out in the reservation, out in the wilderness uh, with the people? You ever seen any skinwalkers? Okay, listen. Oh, skinwalkers. Did you see the edge of the earth?
1: I, <laughs> one time... Okay, there hasn't been too many experiences that I can't attribute to just straight tripping balls.
0: Yes, that's a good qualifier before we get into this story. You have to tell the listening audience, because you got to keep in mind, one day this episode might get 100 listens in total, so that's a oh pretty good accomplishment. God. You're going to get a lot of years here, Never okay? Did. Tell us about you encountering the three Satans. And what they one, one offered you a deal, right? Or no, this was a different trip.
1: Um, yeah, yes. well, no. Um, as far as that goes, I mean, just tripping, being in a dark room by myself. No, that's not what you said. What are you talking about, time?
0: No, that, um, yeah, you were tripping, but you're playing it off as if, like, nah, it was just high. You It came off as, like, a an actual serious event. It, it oh. came off as a vision.
1: Well, yeah, of course. Well, I mean...
0: You're trying to uh, sugarcoat it for the audience. No, no,
1: I'm. I'm gonna say. I'm not gonna say Satan. I had a, a vision. Say what did Satan um, tell you? Hey,
2: whoa, whoa, whoa. You said you're not gonna say I had a vision. What were you gonna say after that?
1: Well, no, I'm just saying that it was during a trip. I'm gonna say that during mushroom trip. So yeah. for me, it depends on what you. That would come up to how the individual interprets mushrooms. Some people think that drugs have a quality that's more real than the reality because reality, so-called reality is just a it's just a bunch of habits that everybody's in. We live in habits of just rant of of just random entitlement and taking things for granted.
0: I I want I want you to tell you uh tell us what offer Satan gave you. You said this was some shadow person, right?
1: Yeah, no, I had a shadow person in my room when mm-hmm. I was... During an intense trip. Right, and what did they tell you? Well, it didn't so much tell me something, but its presence... It looked like a humanoid shadow figure. Who
0: did you think it was?
1: Who did, who did it say it well, was? Well, it came in a couple of ways. The one thing I saw was... I saw a goat-headed death guy... And he was like
0: maggots in the beard. Yeah, the beard was like rotting t- flesh.
1: The beard was like tattered, like it looked like it was wet. Yeah. And uh, like a wet black, maggoty beard. And there was maggots crawling through, it and it was wet and moldy and just That's disgusting. How it really up. Right. It was like this musty fucking thing. And who was the second uh, thing that came but through? That was the death goat, and it had a look of just yeah. Anyways. The other one was like Machine Satan. And Machine Satan was like a three-dimensional Satan of industry, is how I describe it. It was... Cold had, and calculating? It, it was machinery. It was indus, It was industrial machine Satan. W- what is it, Ben?
2: Sorry, I have to steal the mic for a second. Um, the whole conversation, it reminded me of this conversation that I had with my cousin a few years back. So, think about this. Um, what if God, A.K.A. the good guy, yeah. is actually the bad guy, and the devil is actually the good guy? You,
0: you want to get into that later? Yeah, yeah we get into this We'll story. get into that. But let, get into let us say, let us finish. Who was the third uh, being that came to you
1: in that in that trip? Yeah. there was another Satan that was just dark outline, just the, the dark, shadow person, the shadow, just. He just looked like a silhouette of a man, and um, the only parallel, there wasn't really I've
0: heard shadow uh, people in, like, silhouettes of of dark beings in, like, ayahuasca trips in the jungle, where they see shadow people, like, watching them come out of the forest.
2: You can walk through a park with wooded trees, and I don't know.
0: Completely Um, sober and see one? Yeah, probably. There's people that see it, like, at night.
2: But if you... I hope you never see one. Oh, of course. But if you do... Sounds terrifying.
1: If you look at a lot of these people, historically, I'm sure if you go back in time, they were probably doing drugs. And I don't know how long drugs have been around, but when you think about people and all the gods people came up with with multiple titties and... 10,000 eyes that span out across, and they wrote books about it that it meant something. The words had actual meaning, that prescribed the individual with a sense of purpose.
0: Well, we were talking about the priest class, and how the priest class has always been the uh, the one that's actually in charge, the one that's actually ruling society, and who, who do you think does the most fucking psychedelics and you know altered states it was always the priest class you know well the shamans they took all kinds of plant medicines the oracles of delphi you know even like uh christians uh christian like priests and shit and monks they like fast
2: way back then like what does that have to do with today
1: visionary well i mean
0: today the priest class is now the science class it's it's grown or split heads or, or something like that but it's a, very much but, the same idea as uh, previous because they all it, like previous priest class they were talking all about immortality right you know you'll live after your dead, promising um the uh the, the the king the pharaoh that oh if you let us build this give us 90 percent of the gdp of egypt then we'll build this fucking pyramid uh for you to live forever we're going to shoot your spirit into another realm or something i guess that's that's the predominant thinking but i don't know well, how true that is and then but also like adventures going to uh, um, you know North America, exploring the Americas. They would tell the priests, "We're gonna find the Fountain of Youth." Uh, the, tell the kings, "I mean, we're gonna find the Fountain of Youth." Yeah, Sorry, we're all yeah. high and drunk right now. And uh, that's how the king was like, okay, I'm going to give you all these boats and all these weapons and all these people. Go fucking find, them. I want to live forever. And then nowadays, what are the tech people saying? They're like, oh, upload your brain into a computer, put on cybernetics. We're going to clone your body parts. We're gonna, you're going to live forever that way. It's always been the priest class that's been uh, in charge of the immortality uh, myth and also secretly being the ones that are in control and also pushing um, the uh, progress in civilization, I find. Who are the priest class? The Masons? The Jesuits?
2: Remember the... Uh, the Jews? We're going deep. You remember the Roman Empire? Yeah. They ruled for God knows how many years. They dominated. They ruled the yeah. fucking world. Yeah. And then they fell. And then the British Empire they did the exact same thing.
1: Oh, dude. No, we're going to get into some like crazy
2: ideas on the future. Today. Now, the American... Well, oh. United States... They're following in the Roman Empire's footsteps. So what happens, when, what happens when the United States falls?
1: Okay, well, as far as the fall of the United States, okay, if you're talking about how to win and how to just dominate, you have to be open-minded in my opinion. The, a good soldier is an open-minded soldier, and a good human being is an open-minded human being. How does that tie into Western dominance? It ties into Western dominance in the sense that the state is, has, and will adapt to any military climate and dominate in that situation. Mind you, I think that because we have access to the internet, we have access to everything, and I hope that your average contemporary modern soldier is passionate about killing because that's his job. The same way I hope a plumber is Whoa, passionate right, about... Right, 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 about. What
2: do you mean passionate about killing? i got to stop you there.
1: What do you mean? Well, I can hope that he's a real warrior who was born to kill because that's what he's paid to do. Right. And I hope that for the sake of everybody so all of our asses will have... A sense of security when we walk around knowing that um living in in western society does stand for something good and right. that goodness is the individual and yeah. his right and his rights and liberties to go out and make something of himself his right to party his right to party if he wants to party if you want to jerk off for seven days straight that's your right because some motherfucker went out Damn there and straight. said you know i'm fighting for the god homeland. bless america i'm fighting for the homeland yes. now that's, there's a lot of bad darkness to war, and there's a lot of bullshit, and there's a lot of fucking disgusting shit. Sometimes and war you gotta go through
0: the darkness, bro. It's
1: fucked up, but overall, it's way fucking better to live here than it is to live... Where are they protesting right now, sir? Hong Kong. Hong Kong, where they're holding Dude. American flags, protesting... Praying Think, every day is, for liberty. Oh, uh, I,
0: I could talk all day about Hong Kong. Like, I could talk about it all day about Epstein, okay? Uh, China, in the last two years, finished a the longest bridge in the world uh, connecting, like, mainland China to, like, the other side of the fucking um, um, bay, essentially. The other side of, like, the uh, across the ocean. Um, and um, to get troops directly in there. And a lot of the uh, media and the news, uh, like when this was first starting out and like the, even up to like a couple of uh weeks ago they were like oh china will never use this bridge to move troops and then like day or two ago they just moved in like thousands and thousands of people uh fucking armored personnel vehicles uh they're fucking they're mobilizing to just take and the thing is the the big thing with the hong kong protest just to give you a, a general summary and rundown um in the nine in 1997 They uh, signed uh, a deal because they were independent before. Then saying like, okay, in fifty, we're part of China technically, and in fifty years we'll be fully like integrated. But in the meantime, we we could do whatever we want and then in the last couple of years in the, this last year china has been pushing like laws and their own influence bringing on bringing in like all kinds of chinese citizens giving them full voting rights right like full citizenship hong kong citizenship immediately right to change the the course of the voting and also like picking who's allowed to run and who's not right and then also now they just passed a law saying that they could extradite whoever they want if so long as they judge them as a criminal back to china and you know punish them however they want right so uh, this is what the whole, whole hong kong protest is, is about is that china is like overstepping that 50-year deadline and like trying to See, so- annex hong kong immediately and the reason why they're doing this because kind of china also is in, in debt china is also kind of falling apart and hong kong is like a major trade uh city so they want that fucking money what, what they don't know is even if they come and take it Business is just gonna go away. No one wants to deal with fucking communism. Sure, they have 0% corporate tax, but they still dictate how you run your business. And let, no fucking entrepreneur wants that.
1: Let liberty fly. Let liberty fly with its fucking big balls and in individuals who are born Dude. and justified in their actions as liberated individuals. No, see that's the, what it's all
2: about. And that's what gives liberty is an M16. To the face, okay? That's what liberty is. Come on, let's cut this shit for a second, okay? <laughs> okay, let's hear this guy. What yeah, do you have to let's say? Let's hear it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Look over all over North America. Regular police officers are starting to be trained and they're rocking
0: FEMA can Military gear. Millions? They're rocking
2: military gear.
0: Millions of disposable uh, coffins. Like they're they're prepping so, for something weird.
2: We have cops coming down with tanks. Yes. Come on. Uh,
0: the same armored personnel vehicles that China rolled through the hey, bridge now. I'm cops not are. saying how that's stupid a
2: good thing. could everybody be to not fucking realize what's going on. Well that's that's the importance of guys like Dmitry Goryenko.
1: I think he means well and he's trying to get the actual information <sighs> out trying, there to
0: the people. Dude. People don't understand so
1: people can understand that their your liberty may be threatened and that's the worst fate. Look, you do not want to die or live somebody who is not free.
0: Dude, it's bizarre a world how uh, the mainstream like culture and, and public uh, act, where, where they're like, the, people pretend to be like, oh, I want to stay up on the news and politics, right? But they're watching all this fucking compromised bullshit, this fucking Ash study conformity bullshit, where eight, fucking all eight out of eight uh, media conglomerates are like, uh, owned by pretty much the same people and the same business interests. And it's just like really fucking shady shit. But the people who are actually giving you the news, when I come out and fucking uh, uh, drop some shit that people don't even know about, it's all from fucking Alex Jones. It's all from fucking Bill Cooper. It's all from fucking uh, Julian Assange and, and Edward Snowden. And like, what is the how is the mainstream acting to those people? They're saying, oh, they're kooks, they're crazy, don't listen to them. They're, everything they say is insane. When in actuality. We live in a fucking upside down world. Everything they say is truth. Crazy ass fucking info. I think knowledge it's
2: true to a degree. But it it's way more. To a degree.
0: It's even more of a degree of truth than the vast majority of uh, fucking mainstream media. See. And I, I'll 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 stick by that because like he keeps on getting proved right. He keeps on getting proved right about the. Fucking Epstein Dude, and everything related people. to that. You know the the government spying you. Vault Seven. He predicted all that. Dude, he, like, he, he keep every day.
2: He's an HVT, like he's a high target. Like if he's actually telling the truth. But don't forget, there's a lot of guys out there. They want to
0: who... use him as a, a as a mascot of like this is crazy conspiracy theories. This is what you are. What, but in they also kind of fucked up. The, the, these are the two reasons why he's not dead yet. I feel right. They want to. They want to publicly assassinate him so he's like the uh, label of crazy conspiracy theorists. And the second thing is they let him go for too long. He's built too much of a thing like a, a foundation and a fan base 200 syndicated See, uh, radio station. See what I'm station. saying. He's, Listen,
2: too, he's too much of a high value target. He'll
0: become a martyr. So the, for those two reasons they want to use him as a, as a mascot and they also uh, uh, he, they let him go for too long. He's become too powerful.
1: See like they could and
0: probably will if shit gets even more exasperated as it is now with like all these protests and Tifa and Proud Boys fighting in the street. Like they probably will eventually try to kill him, but uh, right now they, they're hoping they could just use it as a sorry, as a mascot who were you, who to were you talking deter. about Alex Jones.
1: Oh Alex Jones. See, yeah, I don't know I don't know about every fine minute detail of human corruption, but if you wanna understand what's happening in society, mm-hmm. you have to understand what's happening within the human machine within the instincts of the machine, of your flesh and blood, because money is getting moved around, but it's getting moved around by people, right, so everything,
0: dude, the black budget, uh, fucking 30 trillion disappearing, uh, all this fucking, you know, debt building up, not only in America, but in Canada and other countries, like, where is this money going to, and they're
2: going to, like, nothing disappeared, it's all ones and zeros, my friends, it's all on computers. So you think they, pur- they purposely yeah. inflated the debt? Yeah. Yeah. For what reason? What reason do you think? They want to trigger some kind of collapse? What has civilizations and countries done in the past 1,000, 2,000, 30,000 years? Eventually collapse?
1: I'm not calling for a collapse of society, though. Fuck that. I'm not even calling... All I'm calling for is for the individual to liberate himself realize Dude. his connection to every, like look it's on the money if you look at it, these people, people classic
0: call, conspiracy what theory. people
1: call occultists yeah. and stuff these are individuals who are trying to attain some worldly truth I don't know about the high-minded priests of Egypt I don't know about the deep thought of the ancients that's but such- I do understand one thing and that's visionary experiences. Because I've had a lot of visionary experiences. So h- hang on.
2: Um, if, if I could ask you, what was the most memorable and kind of mind-boggling at the same time experience?
1: Visionary experience yeah. was probably the time it was very narcissistic, but I was at a comedy roast and I'm tripping on some mushrooms. <laughs> I... Um, this stuff goes back to this is why I believe in the individual and true liberty is because I had a vision of this of God's self and I don't want to go too far into this vision but it was uh, yeah,
2: sorry to burst your bubble man I think God's going to set this one out when it comes to this civil revolution in the United States
1: but the wisdom of what liberty truly stands for, in my mind, it's free will. Um, it's beyond free will. I think it's a dichotomy. When you start looking at There's that it, word again, go ahead. The individual and how he is related into the universe as a living, breathing thing who has his inner constitution as a reflection of, or in tune with, universal properties and principles that are undeniable truths, flames of truths, fire of constant truth. And I think one of those constant truths is the force of what you could call a true moral high ground. And the West is built on a true moral high ground idealistically at least, at least in the idea of what it is, which is supposed to be a place where the individual can, through his own will and desire, make something wonderful for himself as a free-thinking individual. Now, any time that that's getting compromised, you're threatening the very fabric of the ideal that the society was built on. And without that ideal, Why live?
2: why live
0: well i mean every other country tries to
2: why live you're talking about why live well, if not no a but listen 100%. listen every other
0: country tries to uh, create that that feeling you know the soviet union china they have their own thing like oh you you work for the state and that's your pride right and then the the nazi germany it's how uh, oh we're gonna create the uh, the perfect uh, german uh, uh person and we're just going to have so much land and we're just going to fucking rock right every country tries to create some idealistic foundation some national zeal right through their own like um their own fucking um whatever fits their ideology right but with the the west it's the only one that's based on a true um thing that people will get behind because no one really cares about any of those other things they only care about themselves unfortunately people are greedy so if their national zeal is like, oh, I'm fighting for freedom for myself or for my kids and like making my own destiny, like that's something they could get behind. That's something they could genuinely believe. It's not forced upon them like communism or uh, fascism.
1: But if the military thinkers, and which I think they do in the West, I think the good ones do, understand that you have an advantage when you're on that moral high ground because your heart burns for liberty. And... That's right. not enough to survive the horrors of war. Nothing is. It's war. War is fucking terrible. But we have... Absolutely. I believe in creating a warrior culture in the West that is so supreme and so based on individual liberty that nothing can, nothing can fucking challenge it. Because if you challenge it, you're going against the very grain of what the universe is. And that is very occult in its thinking. That's very like believing in higher purpose higher destiny shit and there are probably cynics that would advocate against that but advocate for something spiritual in their own direction or some reason to follow them so
0: right. well thought, america was sort of founded by uh, a bunch of masons and occultists and theists and exactly. alternate thinkers uh like that so yeah it is it is about allowing people to explore their own spirituality that's you know, in uh, the idea of separation from church and state,
1: of course, and your own connection to goes whatever. back to
0: liberty, goes back to human rights, like we we're talking about.
1: Yeah, that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And and that's what anybody, that's what why it's important because I, I'll never be able to receive.
0: But each. in that, in in our desire for liberty and you know the sense of equality, you know all all the stuff that that you uh, the know what? the uh, West values. Our enemy tries to find weaknesses in that in our kindnesses. He they f- try to find weaknesses. So they you know America. I mean we both agree. Uh, I think to some degree funds and arms, ISIS and radical Islam, right? And then it creates this image of like oh Islam, every every Muslim wants to kill us and uh, invade us and pit us against in, in a religious way. Uh, put pressure on a. Uh, um, our own institutions and systems with this kind of like oh uh, see what,
1: know,
0: what we have is a situation spies.
1: listen kindness is a strength so long as it's coming from strength
0: but do you see what I'm saying our enemies try to use the kindnesses of, of the west as our weaknesses in a lot of ways yeah. the people they uh, ship over like there's a lot of uh, George Soros type foundations that fund these caravans that's traveling through Central America into the States. A lot of them are people that flew into South America from Africa, from Malaysia, from other places. Right? There's this weird organizations that are trying to send millions of people into the West to, to like he sort of alluded with the debt to manufacture a crisis of some kind of some kind of collapse. And uh, it's all like with the debt. It's all using our liberties and our, our the how free we are, uh, We are as a society to undermine us and i don't know if that will work in the end because even those people like if the government's running it
2: it, then yes it will work in the end well the government
0: the government's not going to be around if if the the fucking people rise up then it's going to be a different government i
2: think they will i think they will well there'll be a selected few
0: it already is like that The whole idea is to change that. There is strength. You're saying it's going to continue that way, sure, but I'm saying I'm more optimistic.
2: That selected few will continue to exist. I don't think so. There is strength beyond
0: I think they die like anyone else. The people, the creatures or beings that they might be in contact with, you know, they might be a little bit more I want to
1: get into that maybe a little bit too. Yeah,
0: well the visionary experiences, yes, of course. Well, no, think here. You have to think about it, right? Like, if there are intelligent, free will creatures that are superior to us, the supernatural us, they're uh, dimensional in origin, they're immortal, whatever they are, right? They wouldn't be trying to go out of that. They have like unlimited ability, unlimited resources, or near unlimited, right? They're su- way more supreme than, hu- than humans here, just running around. About, they want who do you think they would? Yeah. Exactly. What do they want? Who do you think they're going to contact? you think they're going to contact us, generally speaking? No, they're going to be constantly trying to infiltrate and contact the people who are in power, right? And that's why they're having these visionary experiences and contacts so easily is because these evil or maybe even angelic forces are are aiming... I think it's more evil because it, I think, you know, the good is more about free will and letting you decide. The evil forces are definitely going out of the way to contact the people that are in power. And right. Without a basis of, like some strong spirituality and understanding of this, they easily manipulated. And I want to say this people. one
2: time. It doesn't matter if you're a human being, an alien, or a fucking goat. Uh, okay? At the end of the day, it, everything comes down to tactics. Whatever you want to do, whatever your potential thoughts are on doing whatever, everything comes down to tactics I and fuck with this. how fuck you with execute.
1: This. Yes. Yes, my man. <laughs> now you're talking.
2: Oh, this is great. So,
0: some good chemistry,
1: folks. But here, here's the thing. What I wanted to say, though, in, in, in expanding on what he just said about tactics. Now, there are people who have their nose in books and they have their nose up their own fucking ass, if you ask me. Okay, like me? No, you actually, I think in your heart, I think you get misinterpreted sometimes, but I think in your heart, you actually care about giving people the right information about these Absolutely. corrupt cocksuckers that are actually out there. Absolutely, I'm sure they're out there. The same way there's a million good people. Yes, you know, or billions. You anyway, know. Anyway, sorry. What well, you
0: you were gonna say about tactics on expo- and execution? On
1: tactics. I think when you go into something, you have the respect that for the game, whatever game you're playing, and you're willing to open your mind to learn. You can see the same strategies employed over thousands of years. And those are what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about flash-in-the-pan knowledge. Some guy saying, man, you know, the latest latest technique, the latest move. I'm talking about old-school, tried-and-true shit that you can read the same book written by fucking a million people.
2: You mean like a bunch of fairies running around with fucking MP5s?
1: I'm um, talking about generals. Generals who write books yeah. about strategy.
0: Yes, Sun Tzu, Julius Caesar, Napoleon. They have very similar uh, principles. We were talking about this earlier: the delegation of leadership that, like, they personally can't be. Everywhere on the battlefield, so it's sort of the responsibility of the uh, officers and the uh, and the you know the, the lesser leadership, whatever they are in the army, to take charge of wherever they're fighting uh, locally. And it's not just to strictly follow orders. We were talking about how uh, the people who follow the wrong order, uh, even though they might just be a grunt they're just getting it from like some lieutenant or something, if they execute the wrong order, they're just as uh, at as fault uh, as the leadership that gave him that order okay and as and, and, a free-thinking and individual all those generals pretty much yes. danced around that same exact idea that it's about the free will of the soldiers and that makes the the army supreme well
1: no at the very least you have to understand you're dealing with human beings and i've learned this from everybody i've ever studied on the subject you have to realize that you're dealing with human beings everybody's not everybody's like you and that's what I'm learning over time. I'm learning how to open hey my guys, mind.
2: fuck it. I've been quiet in this corner on the topic. Can we Just forget about okay. it. Let's talk about something else.
0: You don't like talking about the military? There's one more thing I want to talk about, military related. Um, the samurai.
1: Oh yes, okay. I'd love to talk about this shit. Tell
0: me, tell me some of the points if you can remember it off I could pull it up too if you want. Um, What's his name?
1: Yeah, Musashi obviously, and he's been widely studied and thoroughly studied What's by so many name? people. I think his name's Miyamoto or something. Miyamoto.
0: Mi- yeah, here we go. Go ahead. Keep talking. Um. He, by the way, he lived in the uh, from fifteen eighty four to sixteen forty five. So straight up samurai time, fighting with swords all day long.
1: Uh yeah, renowned like it just legendary martial artist and and essentially sword fucking killer but he was known i think as the sword saint because he was so goddamn transcendent in his thinking that he became of obvious legend
0: so what was his principles called it was like the 12
1: what principles uh, there's or? 21
2: precepts i think he wrote precepts. when he after oh, he retired was he actually super awesome at wielding a sword
1: amazing he actually i heard he innovated the like, dual dude, the dual sword style tell he, tell him this he had
0: 62 how
1: many people death
0: matches and he won all them uh and died of old age
1: well let's look at how many look it up how many people
0: he killed 62 people in fair fucking combat battle to the death
1: look it up just to verify that exact number okay but it was some crazy amount of people he either challenged in martial arts contests sounds or, like a hard motherfucker
0: yeah, dude, a totally hard motherfucker.
1: But he, Kill uh, count. He was we go. absolutely devoted to... 60.
0: Musashi is said to have people. fought over 60 duels and was never defeated, although this is a conservative estimate, most likely not accounting for deaths by his hand in major battles. See, that's what I was thinking. So that's he less probably, than what he actually He probably was him. in battles. Yes. No, this is 60... Uh, official, documented confirmed. battle to the death.
1: Oh my! Okay, God. he had ba- this is what I was telling that's you ten, earlier. That's he ten, was in battles nine more than Floyd Mayweather.
0: He had in war zones, just cutting down probably like twenty-one God, people. This is, this
2: is killing. This is not. And sweat. that's it's yeah, that's th- that's like,
1: nine more than Floyd killing. Mayweather or something. I think Floyd Mayweather what, what fifty or fifty-one. Dude. Look at Floyd Mayweather's. <laughs> 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 yeah, but you gotta remember uh, fights okay, yeah. five, that he, five, professional five. fights that he won
0: wins losses uh, 50 wins 50 Win, so, wins by ko 27 no losses
1: so zero losses no, professionally so that's no 10 more than floyd
2: losses
1: no. to the death
2: <sighs> zero so losses. this guy has
1: lived in it yeah but floyd's amazing we can all we can all it's know that
2: floyd, dude. we're talking about, yeah, but we're talking about battle
1: to the death sport. so he won 10 more than floyd 60 to the death.
0: in a row never defeated never retired lost. died of old age never oh my lost. god dude never that's
1: complete lost. devotion to a life of pure killing discipline. There is not. He didn't breathe a breath that wasn't to fuck your shit. Can up. we
0: leave? Can we read some of the uh, precepts, please?
1: Yeah, read some of these precepts.
0: Oh, here, let me see. Is this all of them? Yes, it is. Okay. Number one: accept everything just the way it is.
1: Yeah. Well, I think he also had a poem or something that basically was like. Next.
0: Number two, do not seek pleasure from its own sake.
1: Because it's useless. You're not killing anybody with actions. pleasure. Yeah, yeah.
0: If, if all your actions are just to uh, receive pleasure, then uh, you're fucking up in life. Number three, do not, under any circumstance, depend on a partial feeling. There's is, this is a slight wow. summaries of, of these two if you want me to read them. So, so for that one it says you must be sure of where you put your foot before you step. The meaning here is not to get confused, to keep your head clear, and only act when you're certain. All right. Number four, think lightly of yourself and deeply of the world. See, that's great. That's also great. You you can't you can't be like taking things personally all the time because that's just gonna fucking cloud your judgment. You're just gonna be preoccupied thinking about well,
1: how, is how it, people
0: are interpreting you and how fucking uh, cool or not cool you are. It's, I concur.
1: And how is that it's useful stupid. too? It's not useful. Well, I mean, Absolutely, it doesn't help. It's you also in about humility and being humble. Yeah.
0: You
2: know, well, I mean, are we talking about in battle or off battle here? Well, no, I'm not saying
1: it's No, it's, about it's kill, right kill, here. Number kill, kill, one, kill, number snap, one, being, snap, being snap, humble. Saying
0: it says here in this summary, being humble. That's what it means.
1: That's it's incredible. Nice. It's, it's,
0: number five. Be detached from desire your whole lifelong.
1: Damn. That's see. This is transcendent shit.
0: If you spend your life chasing a dream, you may be running forever. Live your life to be con- content, have goals, but don't let them rule you. Don't dwell on what others have when you can make your own. So yeah, yeah th- be detached from desire of like what other people have. So that that also makes sense. That's why it says it there. Okay. See, like these these simple uh, precepts. There's like multiple levels of, like, you know, applying into your life. You can into you get life. into each one. Yes, exactly. Number six: Do not regret what you have done. That's what we were talking about, never apologize. Remember?
1: Yeah, well that yeah, that's getting into um Yeah, this is getting deep, bro. And and I, I've talked about this because of the way I've learned to
0: And and we even said there's that saying assert
1: ask, my will, so be it. Or whatever the word is. So Right. So to speak, I mean. Yeah. Assert my reality, as my one good friend once said. Shout out to uh, Dave McKenness for that or uh, no uh, Dave Gatichi rather for Dave Gettichu. And shout out to Dave McKenness while we're yeah, at it cuz yeah. both uh, of them. They're both they're both funny dudes. Check yeah, they're them out. Both sick.
0: Time. Definitely. Um, but we were talking about how there's that saying uh, uh, ask for uh forgiveness never for permission, better but to
1: ask for, for forgiveness I mean, just, than to but, ask for permission. And
0: and that saying is still true. It's better to do that. But what this guy is saying is don't even ask for forgiveness either.
1: No, this, this is useless. Yes, it's useless. This guy's all about what's useful. Yeah,
0: exactly. Number seven: never be jealous. That's kind of similar to the other one, but jealousy.
1: Yeah. Once again, we have dead weight there and yeah. a useless emotion. Absolutely. Number eight, it, transcend it. Boom.
0: Yeah. yeah. Number eight: never let yourself be saddened by a separation. Oh, tell us about the story. He banged the chick. Uh
2: oh. Let's
0: it. He read this guy's book, The Samurai. He he banged the chick and then he the woman he loved the most and uh. That was the only time he shed like a single tear or something, right, or was like upset or something.
1: Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think he had one like sort of fling. I'm not sure. You'll have to read because there's actually a, a book reading that was done on the Jocko podcast with um, Tim Ferriss, where they talk about Tim Ferriss. The um, what is it? What do you call it when it's a uh, like a book review. A fiction and a, and a non-fiction. It's, sci-fi. it's a historical fiction, so it's based on historical facts, but it's fictionally Oh, written. I see, I see, okay. And it's called Musashi, yeah, and they did a big... But yeah, they talked a lot about... Uh, did they at
0: least get that account from anywhere, or they just made it up? No, like,
1: it has something to do with some little fling. or yeah, I don't even think he fucked her, I think he just kind of had right. a little like... He sort of felt an emotion, which for a socio, like by today's he probably standard, fucked her. He probably
0: a, fucked her, and like who it was during man. that time where they're like, "I'm gonna, I don't want to sully her reputation, so I'm gonna say I didn't fuck
1: her." We don't know if he fucked or not. I haven't found out. I haven't really read that much about him, honestly. I just wanna—we're just talking about him here because of his. Uh... Yeah, I'm
2: gonna grab a beer. You want
1: one? Yeah, sure, buddy.
0: No, I'm good. Thank you, though. Uh, number nine, resentment and complaint are appropriate neither for oneself nor others. I
1: love it. It goes back to. The individual who takes the fucking time and care to look after his own thoughts.
0: Yeah. That's something my dad taught me a lot, never to complain.
1: Yeah, it takes a certain level of discipline. I'm probably spoiled.
0: Yeah. Number 10, do not let yourself be guided by the feeling of lust or love. Like it. Yeah, that makes sense. Number 11, in all things have no preferences.
1: Beautiful. The people that want to tell you you can't do a bunch of shit... They can't do a lot of shit, so Absolutely. they tell you, "Man, don't try surfing." That's what I'm getting. You've never done that. That's it's what like, I'm yeah, going go through. Go fuck yourself, how about? I'm gonna try whatever the fuck I want and excel in multiple platforms and yes. areas.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, and that's what I'm going through with starting my show. A lot of people are like, "Oh, don't have that uh, person on the uh, on the cover of my poster." Like, "Oh, don't don't fucking." Uh, say don't call it the young cucks because no one knows what that means or oh, wouldn't that be too vulgar and I'm like I listen to this and I'm like like, oh yeah okay I don't take any fucking advice from these fucking
1: morons anymore I'm going to do whatever I want and I have a vision and I'm going to carry it out Okay, 100% dude and once you realize that and I learned that the hard way because fuck what anybody thinks if you're in a certain position see it depends on where you're at If you have a confined amount of resources and everybody's sharing and you're a tribal community, yeah, then worry about other people. Think about other people and be super socialized and conscientious. But if you don't have to be, why?
0: Yeah. Why? Number 12, be indifferent to where you live that makes sense I
1: like that you get after it anywhere Yeah. you can do push ups right now bitch do them
0: it says your living is living if you're unhappy with where you are move but in time you'll realize it's not where you live but how you live a palace or a parking garage be happy of shelter and warmth
1: yo do you have a, bu- a washroom on this floor
0: yeah it's right over here alright I'll be back alright oh shit it's, it's just me keep them occupied dude alright alright uh, I'm just gonna finish these precepts there's not that many left Um, do not pursue the taste of good food. See, I break all of these, like, fucking, you fat asses out there that are listening to my podcast, you guys know what I'm talking about. Like, damn. I waste so much money and skip the dishes and just nonsense that I could be using that resources for something, uh, you know, more fucking fulfilling. Sushi's the best. Number 14, do not hold on to possessions you no longer need. Oh, this one was a great one when I read this with, uh, dylan that just means don't be sentimental the fucking like the entire all the precepts pretty much is not wasting your time but a lot of people waste time on sentimental bullshit whether it's objects or people um you gotta fucking get moving get going number 15 do not act following customary beliefs oh see like that's so individualist in nature fucking talking about liberty in the west like you got to break free from conformity that's the only way that uh you fucking evolve as a human being and also uh you know progress civilization number 16 do not collect weapons or practice with weapons beyond what is useful a tribute to his time but apt advice depending on how you apply it it's better to be a master swordsman than an apprentice in many weapons Okay, so it's like, be a specialist, not a jack-of-all-trade. Do not collect weapons or practice with weapons beyond what is useful. Uh, Yeah. Alright, so just don't waste your time on skills that are not important, I guess. So that's another way of interpreting it. Number 17, do not fear death. Ooh. Ooh, now I got a pulpit to explain that shit. What we were talking about earlier, about the priest class and the immortality myth. The way they control the rulers is to always tell them that they got the in on immortality whether it's life after death or more recently with the fountain of youth or even more recently with cybernetics and uh biological shit they the priest class is fucking with the ruler uh, class simply because they fear death and here's uh miyamari musashi saying do not fear death and that's that's the key it, it don't have basically don't have any weaknesses that other people could uh like uh, take advantage of right as you could as we were talking about earlier. earlier Dylan's back now. That uh, the priest class takes advantage of the ruler class based on their fear of death. Yeah, sure. All right, number eighteen. Do not seek to possess either goods or fiefs for your old age. So he means property or land for when you retire. So essentially, just never think you're gonna retire. Just keep fucking killing it. And I mean that that makes pretty good advice. Like. As soon as you become content or or uh, look for a time, towards a time that you're just going to, you know, give up, then you're already, you're already done at that point. Love it. Number 19. Respect Buddha and the gods without counting on their help.
1: Like it. That's yeah. that one's we,
0: we were talking about the occult and spirituality and using that to as an advantage. Yeah. But he's, here's he saying he's saying is like, don't count on their help.
1: Yeah, No. I don't... Don't count on their help. The occult and... Spirituality and all those things—they're not.
0: But that's what he says. He says respect Buddha and the gods. So in this, uh, in the way we're interpreting, respect spirituality in the cult, but
1: don't count on its help. Yeah, absolutely. I, I I think that that could be contemplated on and meditated on.
0: Yeah, here's the here's a little summary. Count on yourself. Don't count on luck or gods to pull you through. Tackle the endeavors you know are within your capabilities. If you pray to them for strength, then they will put you in, a, in situations to find it. They'll put you in situations to find the strength. Okay, so they're not just going to give you strength directly. They're going to put you in situations where there's an opportunity for you to gain strength. I like that. Uh, That's what the gods do. Yeah,
1: that's
0: sick. That's interesting. Uh, Number 20, you may abandon your own body, but you must preserve your honor. That's fighting to the death. It says here, the uh, summary, don't do anything you can't live with for the rest of your life. Your actions make you. If you become old and weak, not far from uh, the drinks, live still with the actions and character that made men respect you. I mean, I like that last sentence. Live still with the actions and character that made men respect you. That's sick. And number 21, last one, never stray from the way.
1: The way, I think, is the most important thing.
0: Bushido, is that what he's talking about, the way?
1: Well, the way has a spiritual significance across all cultures and through all times. The way represents the individual's personal path towards betterment. And I, think right. that and if it, I look at, say, the Freemasons, yeah. you know, their slogan, making good men better. Um, all this shit, whether it's anything that promotes the individual rising up beyond his bad habits into habits that are constructive for both himself, society, and the greater will of personal development.
0: And it could be any way. Like here in the summary it says if you live a certain way, either devote devote yourself fully or uh, wholly to it or cast it aside. If you can't bring yourself to place complete conviction in your actions, then why do them?
1: Yeah, but the way I could get into the way and how it represents a path that Goes back farther than what we can perceive and goes and ends somewhere farther than what we can perceive. And it's a path based on um, the individual waking up every day with a certain mindset, a certain humility, realizing that he ain't shit. And that it's his duty as an individual to find the, the fucking fire and suffering within himself every day and grow the balls to take big action.
0: Yeah, he's a fucking killer dude. I don't know what to say. Uh, let's see. How long was this fucking podcast here? Uh, we have like 10 minutes left. What do you want to talk about, huh? Like, I, I want to talk about more about your upbringing. We didn't even touch that. Like, Ben was here, and he, he, he was pretty cool. But uh, I was kind of interested to uh, find out a little bit more about how you were raised, where you were raised, uh, what kind of uh, friends you had.
1: I had an upbringing that was pretty... It was pretty interesting, I would say. I lost... Well, I'd say her sons lost her more than I did, but... A woman by the name of Marilyn who, uh...
0: Was this the Wiccan?
1: No, no, no. This is just a lady who I remember for a smile, and she was one of the first people that I can remember growing up. But I I had a... I don't know why I brought up loss right away, but... Yeah. I had a pretty cool childhood. I met a lot of interesting and funny people growing up. I was in an atmosphere that I think produced who I am today, which is a person who had a sense of how people were. And I met a lot of people in my life through... They all believe something different. And I would say my childhood, I was a pretty spoiled kid. Were you...
0: Uh, did you grow up um, with like uh, like childhood friends with Dave McKinnis and Dave Gertrude?
1: No, my childhood friends. I had my best buddy was Jordan Hornsby.
0: All right. My
1: whole life growing up. And what kind of hooligans
0: were you two? What kind of shit did you do?
1: Oh, me and Jordan were just buddies. I don't know, we just hung out. But uh, <laughs> Jordan is, I think, uh, is a guy with a with a big heart, and I think that the way we were raised. In my neighborhood, nothing's perfect. We felt all the things you feel as a human being going through ups and downs. I had a family of a uh, big family. I had three older brothers that lived with me and a sister.
0: So pretty standard uh, suburban life?
1: I wouldn't say we lived suburban. I moved out when I was 11. I lived on Park Ave, and Park Ave wasn't... I wouldn't say it was the richest neighborhood. I'm not... It was right. a lot of people in one house. And right. Wasn't moved around the a lot. Biggest house. Moved around moved a lot. Once when I was 11. Uh, I moved
0: and, around a lot, for sure.
1: But yeah, overall, my childhood was just I would call it interesting. I Met a lot. I, I saw humanity. Right. I didn't see some glossed over version of humanity. I saw.
0: Tell us about the uh, the Wiccan that uh, fucked with you, on an occult basis. On a, on a cult well, level.
1: I would say it was a combination of factors. The human...
0: How old were you? How, really
1: complex? I was somewhere in my 20s. Okay. But I had this girl that I fell in love with. Um,
0: and she did a ritual to curse you once you broke up or something, right?
1: No, it wasn't so much that. It was an issue of... She basically called me on the fact that I... I was attracted to her, which is, like, big deal. Yeah, so be it, but... Um,
0: but she said, you said she, she did some, uh, like, ritual in the woods or something?
1: Well, the way she interpreted reality and the way I mm-hmm. interpreted reality were two very different things. Right,
0: and her interpretation of reality was uh, cursing you?
1: I would say she took advantage of certain a uh, certain mindset that I had where right. I was in a situation back then where right. I felt like if I blew it with a chick... Mm-hmm my life was over. Wow. And I didn't feel like that. I I felt like that in a sense where it ate at me so bad and I regretted so bad blowing it with her that it just affected me for years and she simply just stuck the knife of my own disappointment in further. She didn't do anything that I didn't do myself. I take full ownership of everything. Right. I take ownership of the, the lead up. I take ownership of the execution or but
0: because of her you don't want to fuck with like like wicked chicks anymore eh
1: well because of her
0: cause we, of the cause of the cursing
1: be, no because of her I just took it upon myself to get better as, as a person and, and learn how to right implement people into my life
0: well you don't even like
1: in a certain way where it makes sense for me and, and I'm happy and they're happy too you
0: don't even like goths anymore cause they remind you too much of like weird occult chicks well, that will curse you
1: she was good, man. She was really good at fucking with my head. Right. Really good at it. Um,
0: Most women are.
1: But once again, you learn that you're not alone, and that these similar things have happened to other human beings, and you just learn how to, you just learn how to man up and move forward and get on to better things.
0: So, in the last five minutes, I want you to, um, we could get into the. Uh, like a gym that you're starting and stuff, but you could just talk about the beast and your idea of the, of the beast and getting back to the beast.
1: Well, the beast is just a concept of respect. It goes back to martial arts. I've been involved in martial arts my whole life in one way or another, pretty much. Um, my brother's growing up, wearing into karate, and I took karate when I was young and I grew up, once I became a young adult, I trained in martial arts a little bit at different schools, learning things. Right. Um,
0: You know, uh, I went to karate, right? So I'm not bragging or anything, but I know a little something about martial arts as well.
1: The beast I consider as something fundamental, not just in human beings, but in all of nature. It is... Yeah. The animal itself. It is its impulse... For competition and at extremes, it's impulse to kill. The beast living on the path, as uh, Musashi called it, um, is living with a respect for the biting, stabbing, kicking, screaming, fighting nature of the animal itself. And some people have it more than others. I truly believe that people are inclined to different professions. and different tasks but people Uh who have always been in touch with that force i use it as fuel uh the beast signifies time space
0: so what what can you tell you know anyone that's listening right now like how to apply the beast in their own lives to make them uh better to make them more superior than they already are
1: the way to apply the beast to your life is to get out there and try something hard. Mm-hmm. Um, to where you realize the you'll see the beast in different ways. You'll see the beast in challenges that are presented to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, people will call you fucking names. These are all reflections of the beast that's in beingness. It's just in existence. Right. These are little examples of the beast, little setbacks, little things the pain you have to go through to build muscle the pain of rejection you have to go through before you get accepted for that position these are things we run from suffering the beast in a way represents suffering Right. and the growth in that and the the growth in having something hard in front of you and, and having the courage to challenge your concepts and your preconceived notions Right. to learn something difficult and get through it and get better as a result
0: right uh do you think a lot of it is like when you were talking about other people there to challenge you or life just being there to challenge you whenever you go after something hard you think that's just going back to like competition and evolution the whole driving force of nature where it's uh you know, all these life forms, not only competing with uh, other species, but with one another as well to, you know, breed and to pass on their genetics and to be uh, successful.
1: I think so. I think it's ingrained in the being. It's ingrained in the species. I think too many people are ashamed. It's it's
0: ingrained in the planet almost, you know?
1: It is. And I think it's so much beyond me and what I could describe. It's truly...
0: So never shy away from, from competition, from uh, from challenges at least, you know? Never. And uh, you, want, you want to talk about uh, uh, gaming and how that is like the like a great example of that? I want to say the ultimate, maybe like war is probably the ultimate, but um, that's something people very rarely do and it's very challenging, right? Like, d- like tell us your experience. To so be honest, like you're not always amazing at picking up chicks off the street.
1: I'm not always amazing, but I've seen results. Stepping up, stepping outside of your comfort zone and taking big action. Right. Um, I'm no expert, but, mm-hmm. you know, tonight we got something lined up. Things happen when you when you do things positive for yourself. Right. Things happen. You don't have to be a perfect individual to go out and mix it up and try to figure out where those faults are if you have them and, and fix them and get better.
0: Right, but some days it works, right?
1: Absolutely. There's days there, I've had week streaks where I've closed women every single day, and, and yeah, getting numbers you mean multiple dates in we in in one week, right? And sometimes you meet individuals, you just click, you get along.
0: That's pretty like uh, amazing because you're ugly as fuck.
1: Well, I, I, uh, <laughs> I'm just playing, bro. I don't know. Too, too I, don't, drunk for that, I don't. I don't see it as a. You know, attract. Being attractive is almost a non-factor when you're an action taker. Yeah, and
0: you, and you also say that the even words aren't important.
1: Not even what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's your resonance. It's the way you carry your body language. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you show that you,
0: so all this about the beast and and competition and challenging and then also gaming. Applies for everybody, not just the handsome people listening to our uh, podcast. It, it absolutely even even that everybody. that ugly fat guy, ugly fat stinky Indian man that's listening to this podcast right now. If you, ha- it even applies to you. Go out there, game.
1: If you have a will,
0: print Paul, bro. Go game. If yeah. you have
1: a will, quote and uh, exert it, practice it, get better at it.
0: All right, all right. Well, that was a podcast, another pedophiles episode. Fucking in the coffin placed in the ground, buried. Um, We'll see you fucking uh, uh, boys and girls later. Peace.